East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I of course am Les and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki, how are you Miss Leslie? Happy February. Oh, happy February, rabbit, rabbit. I know it's crazy. I feel like everybody was making fun of the fact that January is like 45 days long, but to me it just flew by because life has been busy. a little busier than normal. Yeah. You were um, away. I know I used to make fun of January being so long, but Ugh. now that I'm now that I'm old, I'm like, oh, well, apparently right. the young people are the only ones complaining about how slow it goes because exactly. Y'all yeah, need to get a hobby. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Yeah, but how are you? How's life? Good. Life is good. Uh, I can't complain. I mean, I can. I can always complain, but oh, honey, don't can't think of started. anything specific right now. Let's complain all day. That's my <laughs> go-to. That's how I cope. You think I yes. go to therapy? No, I complain all day. <laughs> um, you know who else life is good for? I I know. Last night it was mm -hmm. like eleven thirty. I think very late because uh, I'm in the West Coast and like eleven thirty your time. Eleven thirty my time, and that's when. People decides to drop the exclusive that Candace's lawsuit with Michael Darby was dismissed. I'm like, who decided that this was appropriate times to be breaking news I know. at this time? Who dropped uh, that? Who dropped it again? People, people you said. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who authored it, but um, I don't. Anyway, um, a judge in Virginia gave Candace Dillard a stress-free start to 2024, dismissing the defamation lawsuit she was facing from one Michael Darby, who we know is the estranged husband of her co-star, Miss <laughs> Ashley. Now, I didn't realize this lawsuit had been going on since February 2023. Oh, like, me neither. It's been a year since this whole thing. Like, damn. Um, the order was finally, it was dismissed with prejudice, which means that Michael can't ever file it again. Okay. Apparently the judge said that because he signed a release to be on the show, then mm -hmm. he had no case. Um, so it was like open season, I guess. Yeah. And Makes Candace's, sense. Candace's statement was, I mean, beautiful, you know, homegirl is mm -hmm. a wordsmith. And she said, I am incredibly grateful to God for protecting me. I'm also grateful for common sense, the support of my family and my incredible legal team for helping the plaintiff get exactly what he deserves for me. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Classic Candace. Classic Candiace. Now, the reunion hasn't filmed yet, so I'm wondering now that it's been dismissed if it's going to be talked about at the reunion. Will Ashley and Candace's relationship I mean, because I know at BravoCon, she said they were like at 70% better. Right. So will this impact it negatively, positively? Who freaking knows? But I didn't like that Ashley. I mean, I don't know how much to blame Ashley for this because mm -hmm. really it's Michael that's the one that's causing all the chaos. But right at this point, it's like, really? I hate when they sue each other. I, I, I was just going to say that. I hate that. I mean, isn't. I feel like that should be in their contract that they I thought it was, cannot but sue. I, I thought it was too. I thought it was. And I, I just hate when they sue each other. Cause once you get the courts involved, it's like, y'all are yep. stressing me out because it's expensive. And then we can't talk about it. And then it's not really about their stress level. It's just, how is this impacting me? You know what yes, I mean? Yes, exactly. Like how, how does it impact us as viewers? How annoyed are we? 
that's a very Sheena Shea mindset. <laughs> how is your problem oh, affecting me? Like, right. how can I make your stress about it's all her, about her, us? About us. Oh my right. God, I didn't put this down on the headlines, but speaking mm-hmm. of people that stress me out, um, <laughs> Vicky Gumbelson apparently went on Jeff Lewis's talk show and was uh-huh. talking shit about Tamara. Yep. Shocking. Um, Okay, so you have to tell me about that video because you sent it to me and I was like in the car and I couldn't watch it at that time. And when I went back, it was gone. So what did what did she say? Well, shout out to Love Andy C who recorded it and posted it. And on the video, she's like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, so Tamara post, not Tamara. um, So Cindy posted it, I think on Twitter. And she said, oh, um," in the video, Tamara says that she just heard that that one Vicky Gumbelson was on Jeff Lewis live saying that Caden, oops, sorry. I didn't mean, you know, uh, Tamara said his name. So I'm going to say his name. Um, I guess Tamara said that Vicky said that Caden, who is Tamara's assistant, right. Was responsible for the deterioration of the Tres Amigas. What? Oh, poor, poor Caden. Oh, and you know, shout out to Kaden. I just, I yeah. went to, you know, last week I said that I went to the 2T show in San Francisco and I was, Kaden's very lovely and mm-hmm. he comes up to me. He's like, Hey, you're Mario. And I'm like, yeah, hi, how are you? Like we small talked, very lovely person. The idea that Vicky is running out of people to blame that now yeah. she's blaming the assistant. Poor it's like, Kaden. Yeah. And so Tamara's caption was like, you're a fucking liar. And classic Tamara to clap back like that but mm-hmm. and you know what I, before I even recorded today I really just I stopped working and I put do not disturb and I was like what did ev- what now this might sound like delusional because I'm mm-hmm. sure you know a lot of people hate Tamara we know this this right we, know, we don't sorry guys not sorry we not do not sorry but this is the thing when you recalibrate your lens and watch these shows from a producer standpoint a viewer standpoint mm-hmm. When you don't give so much emotional weight to it, you're able to appreciate what Tamara does for the show and for the franchise. But that all that's to say and to wonder, and I have a wondering, um, what did Tamara actually do first to Vicky that warrants this type of this, this, yeah. you know, like, and so I started, I literally was. I was actually pumping gas at Costco and I'm glad I didn't like top off because I just was so lost in the, <laughs> in the thought of Tamara and Vicky I'm like, and the demise of their friendship. I'm trying to think. And I replayed like every season in my head. I had to go way back in the vault because I'm like, okay, season four, mm-hmm. it was Tamara and Vicky versus Gretchen season five. Mm-hmm. It was Alexis. Like I really re- right. listen, we're, we're historians. We know our housewives. And so, and so I was like, well, maybe Vicky when Tamara, quote went after brooks but i don't even think she went after nobody liked brooks so it's like so she was just telling the truth that everybody knew i mean i started thinking i'm like vicky probably felt betrayed but then Tamara was right but then after the psychic in season 10 vicky said eddie was gay so it's like what exactly did Tamara ever like initiate yeah you know what i mean right and so to, to the listeners, please let me know at Mario Kiki. What did Tamara like? Give me some receipts. I need what did Heather say? I don't even remember her quote. Receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots. Right, Give it right. all to me. I need right. something because I'm starting to think it's like, well, at this point, 
people keep saying, oh, this fight is fake because it's for the show and they want to bring Vicky back. And it's like, I don't think this is I for the show. I don't think it's fake. I don't think it's fake. And I think Tamara decided to distance herself from Shannon maybe after that whole thing. I, I know this because she said it on the pod. Yes. So, and so well, here's the thing. It's like bitter. Tamara said on her video yesterday that she found out that Vicky and Shannon were talking mm -hmm. crap about her and she didn't want to do business with people that were like shading her behind her back mm -hmm. and there was reasons that she didn't feel and she said this on the pod and so I don't feel like I'm repeating Tamara's business because whatever um but Tamara said that she didn't feel like it was a good look for them to do their Tres Amiga show right. post DUI and to right. me that's just a smart PR business move and so but you know Shannon and Vicky Oh, they just expect blind loyalty. They expect you to just go with what they're saying. And this is just as a viewer. This is what mm -hmm. we've seen. You know what I mean? And oh, it's for like, years. Yeah. And you can't do that. You can't do that, bro. And so that's why it's like, it's comical to me that Vicky calls anybody a liar. Mm -hmm. Right. Let me laugh. I know. That one. I know. I know. Because listen, has Tamara lied maybe on the show? Yes, she lied to Shannon in season nine, but she apologized. I'm like, let me think of a lie that I can actually address for the listeners. That right, that there's not, Tamara. yeah. I'm like, but. She tells it Vicky, like it is. You have Vicky lying about cancer. Uh -huh. You have Vicky lying about Shannon. You know, she insinuated mm -hmm. that Shannon's husband beat her in season 11. Right. Like these are like. Oh, real honey. lies right not like bullshit nonsense lies for the show like yeah and so to me it's like how much longer do we have to just tolerate vicky because she's the og like that's my question like i i know i appreciate what vicky does i still think she's funny the bitch still makes me laugh oh Sorry. of course of course we're not taking that away from her she still but... makes me laugh and even after all of this Tamara still goes on her podcast and says Vicky's good TV and it's like damn Tamara is still a fucking hustler because I would be like I don't want to talk about her screw her but anyway god I just had to get it off my chest apparently because um I don't like is... blind loyalty to anybody by the way me neither and that's the thing it's like sorry when... I'm gonna call you and out you have to address your friends and you have mm -hmm. to you know Yep. And that's what I think their relationship has been so up and down because whenever Tamara addresses them, it's you're attacking me and you're horrible and how dare you and you're, you're right, but to be mine. It's ridiculous though, because they can't see their own faults. There's like no self-awareness there. And if there is, they're not admitting it. I think Tamara as a Virgo, as Mario and I are both Virgos, we're good at owning our shit. I mean, we have our share of problems, but I feel like if I do something, I will, I'll cop to it, you know? And I yeah, don't and think that they can do that. And that's how you grow and you learn. Of course, and, and you evolve, you right. And, you evolve. and become a better person, right. And you don't and pull that shit again. Like, I think it's just, at this point, it's like, it's not for the show. And it's, and then I just feel bad that Caden, who's the assistant, got He's getting involved. pulled into it. Yeah. And frankly, I think it's wonderful that Caden's not out there blasting anything and like uh, responding because Caden's right. very reserved and um, he's not like attention seeking and he's not no. on social media, like uh -uh. Res responding to Vicky. Like we've right. seen other assistants do. Oh, yes, friends. we have. Oh, yes, we have. So, <laughs> Caden, we love you. And um, 
yes. had to come out and defend Caden a little bit here because it's just like, really? Girl, shut up. And so I'm glad that that Caden didn't respond and that his boss, Tamara, was like, uh-uh, do not come right. for my people. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But I know that OC is filming. Um, so I'm wondering how that's going. And let's move on to something a little more ridiculous that <laughs> made me cackle. Um, everybody was so like the Salt Lake City internet broke when Lisa Barlow debuted her bangs. What were your thoughts on her bangs? Okay. So as a person who has had bangs many a time, and I will, I, I'm going to send you a picture. I look cute in bangs, but I always regret them. Like, I'm oh, laughing. they're so cute. Cause look I'm at my laughing. forehead. Do you see? I mean, no, I'm laughing because <laughs> I asked you about the bangs and the first thing was a big sigh. You're like, oh. I mean, okay. Bangs, like, listen, right. These bangs. Did you like So do you them? see my forehead and how gigantic it is? It is not so gigantic. If I had a receding hairline, which thank the Lord I do not, I would get bangs. I feel very attacked. You know damn well my headline, my headline. You know damn well my freaking forehead starts in the middle of my head. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, I mean my I have a gigantic melon head. So I feel that bangs are always a mistake. At first, they're not, and you like them, and you're like, oh, but now they make little extension bangs. And I think if you really want to, if you're thinking seriously about cutting bangs, go buy yourself the little clip-ins and try them out for a few days because I mean, it takes forever for bangs to grow out. And then I just, like when short, I saw these weird. bangs, yeah, mm -mm. I saw these bangs, and I'm like, if Tanisha did this, this is just more proof. <laughs> That Heather right. hates Lisa Barlow. Because right. this they're is trying to sabotage her. <laughs> it was actually a poll on Watch What Happens Live. And Andy asked the audience, like, what do you guys think, hot or not? And like, a, but like, it was a landslide no. And and Lala was the guest at the time. And you know, Lala is not going to yes. sugarcoat. No. She said, I'm not into them. Um, She's just not into bangs. <laughs> and she's not into Barlow's no. bangs right now. But I think they aged Lisa Barlow. And she looked um, her age. I mean, she... That not to age shame, don't come for me, PC police. But because I think Barlow's like 50 or 49 or whatever. But yeah, she, I'm gonna Google. I'm curious. She looks youthful you most of the time. Like she looks like a uh -huh. youthful person and the I like the parted hair usually. But when she pulled out with those corporate bangs, I'm like, oh my God, you look like a freaking office manager in yeah, now who is mm -mm. late to her board meeting and she's 49. She's two years younger than me. Okay. But it just aged her and it made her look like she was, you know, on her way to cater a lunch somewhere. And I'm just like, oh. not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh -uh. And to me, I love a good bangs discourse. This just reminded me of like when Courtney Cox got bangs and Scream 3 and how much people are still discussing if they were good or not. That's just maybe very mm -mm. niche for some audience members. But I was offended by these bangs and I was just like, really, Barlow? Really? Yeah, like, they're not okay. good they're not it was just a little it was a choice let's just call it that it, it I was hope definitely it, a choice <laughs> I hope it's a one and done thing maybe she was playing with it because I know production is starting soon on Salt Lake City maybe they were a clip-in I'm I hoping hope, they were a clip-in I hope she saw the comments and if people lied to her and tell her they were beautiful y'all gotta stop like we have yeah. to stop lying You're full of shit I'm looking for a bang picture of myself now <laughs> so I can show you <laughs> she bangs. horrible hey do you think I could buy clip-in bangs and walk around with them? And will it be too obvious if I just walk around like, <laughs> hey, like, 
looking like fucking dumb people and dumb might rich. might figure it out they might suspect the bangs here um and maybe and speaking of bangs i don't think morgan and kyle are banging anymore because Mm-mm. um allegedly <laughs> the last time i wrote or actually no instead of morgan and kyle i needed to address Teresa and Luis. oh yes let's now listen we were gossiping off the sh- uh b- between episodes here that we Teresa. Teresa hadn't posted a picture and are they still together? I saw it all started with the tweet. Now, listen, we tried to fact check about 20% of the time around here. But when mm-hmm. I saw that tweet, I went with it like it was breaking news, like it was headlines. Of course, we were praying it was true. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, because I noticed somebody on Twitter, I was like, oh, Teresa is allegedly leaving Louise. They haven't been seen mm-hmm. together and yada, yada, yada. So I went to her Instagram and she hadn't posted a picture in like a month. And so I was like a month for Teresa is a long time to not show oh, off. Her yes, absolutely. And so I started spreading the gossip to see if anybody else would agree with me. And we were all like, we convened, like we literally mm-hmm. scheduled a meeting and we're like, we need to talk about this for 45 <laughs> minutes. Like we really need to deep dive. <sighs> uh, but then Teresa posted a picture and shut down any rumors and they posted a picture of them together not to say that this is anything you know that they're not going through anything but of course he posted it and said one happy island my soulmate i love loving you oh, God. and it was just a lot of that i i go back and forth because even though he gives me the ick i'm like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you're like well listen if you're that happy and you're really happy for you then yeah it's yeah i mean that cannot i don't know i have many thoughts about it i'm not gonna say until i have proof that maybe something is going on between i don't know i just i i'm not a louis fan sorry i'm not either and it's it's just weird because you know i met we uh, did you meet him at BravoCon? of course yeah yeah like he's yeah and this is the thing. It's like, they're all very nice in person. So mm-hmm. you can't go up to them and be like, I don't like you. Right. Um, because when I met him at BravoCon, yeah, he's very nice. Very, I don't feel any, obviously we are going based on what we see on the show, but there's just a lot of weird behavior. And so. Very. He has to be I, in every picture. He's, he's very controlling over her. And let me tell you, I did also, I went to watch what happens live in New York one night and it happened to be Jersey husband's night. So Mm. I got like a double bonus because I saw the Jersey women, like when they were leaving and going to dinner. And then, so all the men were there. So I had my son with me and I'm like, we have to wait outside because I want to take pictures of them. So he's like, okay, he was good. He was my photographer. Louis was so mean to everybody. Everyone's like, Louis, Louis. He walked away, wouldn't talk to anybody, nothing. Everybody else, Frank, Joe Gorga, Joe Benigno, so sweet. Evan, Louis walked away. Wouldn't talk to a soul. Wow. Yeah, rude. So famous. Yes, you're so important. So famous. Well, those are the headlines of the week. You know, it's always a Bravo. They they, they keep us busy. Like they just Mm -hmm. keep us busy just by existing. And I'm grateful, but also, yeah. I'm grateful, but I also need a little more juice because these headlines, the only juicy one was lawsuit being dismissed. Everybody else was like, the whole Morgan and Kyle thing was ridiculous. Like Kyle's like, she deleted everything because she has a new album. That's what they do. Whatever. 
But Kyle didn't delete a bunch of stuff. Somebody was like, oh, she deleted everything. And I went and looked and there are still like a million pictures of Morgan there. So I don't. Yeah, whatever. I mean, Andy said on his radio show that he watched the finale and he was sobbing of Beverly Hills. Okay. Um, Why? Because they told the kids. I feel like is that. I think that's the finale when they tell the kids that they're not getting together and maybe Kyle confirmed. I don't know. The fact that Kathy went to the reunion, she's probably there just to celebrate the fact that Kyle and Kat and Mauricio are not together anymore because I don't think she ever liked him. But um, no, I don't think so either. I heard some dirt about him the other day, actually. We'll talk about it off the air. Mauricio. Yes. Oh, I love a little off the dirt, off the dirt, off from the a good dirt. source. My best friend's brother um, worked for Frederick. Um, now, I'm going to need, yeah. if you guys want to follow up about this, you have to text Leslie directly <laughs> and not me because <laughs> some of my listeners be texting me like, what did Leslie say off the record? I'm like, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> Excuse me, message me and I might tell you and I probably won't. <laughs> anyway, what did you, should we get into pump rules? We shall. So I had Darren watch it with me. What did you think of the premiere? Just immediate reaction to the premiere. Eh. Eh. I know. Here's the thing. Anticlimactic? I started thinking and I'm like, the problem with this premiere is that it's filmed so long ago that mm-hmm. by the time it premieres we already know what's going to happen we already in know real time yeah in real time and this is the problem with real time or with social media and spoilers mm-hmm. because we know a lot of the stuff that's happening now so it's like i feel we like we need to almost, put a gag order on them yes the only thing that i mean obviously we're going to recap but the only thing that was new ish to me was mm-hmm. when lala sent rachel a voice memo but other than that i was like everything we already know kind of and like so that's why i'm like it feels like almost we're watching like a repeat episode like a rerun Mm -hmm. and because to them they filmed it i think three months after the scandal but now it's like yeah now it's been back up remember it's been like a year and so i'm like okay well are we really doing this but anyway let's get into the recap well go ahead We will talk about the Lala thing when I get to that, but I have like two theories about that. Okay. So, all right. So it was premiere day. James and Allie have a new house um, right by the airport. Mm, The planes flying over were a lot. Um, And Schwartz has taken up a love for house plants, which that, that tracks, I feel like for him, for sure. Talking to those plants. Uh, Sandoval and Ariane. Yes. (laughs) Like best conversations he's ever had. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, so Sandoval and Ariana are still living together. Um, Katie remains Ariana's bestie and business partner, although they film them in the new opening in the sandwich shop, but there is no sandwich shop. Still. And that's what's, <laughs> it was the magic of television because shout out to Pacey, who's in LA right now and sent yeah. me a picture of the empty oh, restaurant did he? with no labels yeah. with, with nothing nuts. with nothing and then i was reading that um i don't know if you're a fan of like nancy myers films um and like all of her interiors like i'm obsessed with them they're so like comfy and delicious and like whatever and apparently the person that does her interiors in the films designed their sandwich shop which kind of like makes me laugh because it's like all right it's not actually real it's a set it's it's like a movie set and that's the thing it's like 
Uh, maybe that'll be addressed during the show, like the delays and stuff. But I mean, right. the it, the fact that they built that that sandwich shop for the entry, it's a little cringy because it's, it's like, Girl. yeah. And to sell the the sweatshirts or whatever they were selling, like right after the whole scandal happened. So meanwhile, um, Ariana cannot believe that Sandoval wants to buy her out of the house so he can set so he can stay. And she suspects that Tom is still with Rachel slash Raquel. Um, why is she so surprised that he wants to buy her out of the house? I'd be like, okay, buy me out. I'd be out of there and in like something new. I wouldn't want to stay there. I feel the memories would be awful for her. I don't get it. I think they just they just want to keep hurting each other or they I don't know. It's crazy. It's, it's very toxic. Yeah, it's so toxic. Um, so according to Ariana, Sandoval and Rachel remain pen pals exchanging postcards that have lightning bolts on them, which is disgusting. Uh, Katie and Ariana are going thrifting for their alleged sandwich shop. Uh, something about her. James and Allie are now homeowners. They live next to an airport. I think it's the Burbank airport from what I remember they were saying. Um, and he is excited that now he can throw his own parties and leave a select few off of the guest list, especially after the way he was treated the past year as Sandoval had an affair with his ex-girlfriend. James doesn't seem over it. He he really doesn't. It's seems- I, I know this was shortly after that they started filming but he he's so bothered and i i want to get it but then i don't because it's like you already have a new girlfriend and he was already bothered right. that rachel was flirting with shorts last with, season so, right you know. and if i were ally i would be questioning that like why do you care so much but ally's like a rachel clone because she literally started dating james to be I mean, remember we said this last time to be on the show. So it's like you're tolerating this behavior because I'd rather have it than not. You know what I mean? Than not. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. then we go to Sheena and Sheena and Brock compare notes to see if Sandoval has spoken to either of them. And the answer is no. Even after they both texted Sandoval after one of his childhood friends passed away. And Sheena realizes that Sandoval has blocked her, her podcast and Summer Moon. Like, and... I was laughing because not it, summer moon. Oh my God. I mean, we all know Sheena runs the account. And yeah. when you have, when you're, when you block somebody, it will block subsequent accounts that they have or any new accounts that they make. So obviously he wasn't trying to block summer moon. And if he was, it was because Sheena runs the account. If he was blocking Sheena, he's obviously blocking that because he doesn't want Sheena. It's not like summer is like, on there running her Instagram account at two years old. I mean, I'm just laughing at how offended she was that her child who doesn't oh even God, know what social know. media is, is like your child doesn't right. even know what social media is. And now it's absurd. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh God, these shows are so stupid. But how do you block Summer Moon? Oh my God. Or uh, so, Moon. and anyway, Sheena is actually wondering what Rachel is doing after being in rehab or whatever facility she was in for 75 days and then we get to lala and she officially has a new roommate which is her mom lisa who has picked up her life in utah and now helps to raise ocean i think like lala says she's her co-parent um she explains that her brother easton has moved into the same complex as lala and states that dating is on hold partly due to the family forever being around, but mainly because of the custody situation with Ocean, which still needs to get wrapped up. 
Lala's main goal is the well-being of Ocean, whereas Randall's biggest thing is I don't want to give Lala full legal custody because that would mean she could put Ocean on Vanderpump rules. It also means that he would have to pay her a lot more money. Like mm-hmm. he he has the joint custody and I I I think he loves his daughter. I, I'm not doubting that. I, I don't follow him anymore on social media, but when I have seen him with her, he clearly loves her. But I've known people that got divorced and took custody of their kids so that they did not have to pay child support. So I'm sure there's definitely a little bit of that going on. Um, So Lala is still working through all of her past trauma and shares how she questions any man who comes into anyone's life after being burned so badly in her last relationship, which I, I can see why she does that. I mean, yeah. Uh, and then Schwartz and James meet up for a bro date and Schwartz gifts James a candle and a house plan, of course, for his new place. And he takes a moment to address how Sandoval's affair has caused their bar to become a toxic environment. And he goes on to say that Sandoval did not apologize for using him as a shield for the affair and says that Scandoval was the radioactive cherry on top of a shit year. But on a lighter note, he is happy to be on good terms with James, despite that awkward smooch he had with Rachel in Mexico in between her evidently sleeping with Sandoval and James did throw a drink at him. Uh, And James has decided to stop drinking again, which I think is the best thing for him. For sure. He's he's not good with drinking. Yeah. And then I need people, uh, because I know Short said that um, people were like, bombarding them with bad reviews and like we talked about this before y'all gotta stop doing that that is so pathetic yeah it's not good people there are other people besides the two of them that are you know like have their livelihood from this bar i mean think about everybody that works there you're hurting them like they didn't do anything exactly and that's why and it's a cute little spot too like i mean it's an i think so a neighborhood that is very far away and took me like two hours to get to in la traffic (laughs) but it's a great atmosphere. It's a cute little restaurant. The food was fine. I mean, we ate like French fries. Like we didn't order like real food, but I mean, you can't do that. So the other people that work there, it's not good. I know, uh, but I so, mean, I do agree with you. Sorry to side yeah. bar there, but I do agree that it's best that uh, James doesn't drink right now because yes. it's just- uh... It's not good for him. Yeah, Yeah, it never works out well for him. Um, And Schwartz actually wants to do the same. However, the fact that Schwartz has not spoken to Ariana since the fallout has been upsetting to him. And he worries about the upcoming DJ gig James has at TomTom because he knows he will definitely see Ariana there. Meanwhile, Sheena and Ariana meet up for a couple's massage and they talk about Ariana's new man, Dan, who's adorable. Like, I think he's so cute. Um, Sheena worries that Ariana, yeah. She worries that she jumped in too soon without processing the affair, but as long as she's happy. Uh, And Sheena explains that her OCD and anxiety have spun out of control after the scandal broke and she is on Zoloft now. When asked about Schwartz, Ariana states that she is not actively ignoring him, but after Schwartz's Watch What Happens Live appearance, she does not see a friendship with him in the future. So I just have to say that I love that Sheena makes everything about herself. Sheena has (laughs) such a gift to... I can't. I'm like, like, how can you make literally everything about you? anybody talks about about you? 
Like, what about me? Me? It's me, like, me, oh, me. you broke up. I'm devastated. Well, and it's just, what can I do? What will I do? Like, it's like, this is the type of delusion that we need on these shows. But my rational side is like, girl, you're so exhausting. Like, of course. How can you make I know. Literally everything. People actually walk around you. doing this. It, exactly. it baffles me. Uh, before heading out to TomTom, Ariana FaceTimes her new man for a pep talk. And she explains she shouldn't have to make her life smaller because Tom messed everything up. And Dan does a good job at being her cheerleader. Uh, over at TomTom, James gets a visit in with LVP before his DJ set begins. Things are a little different for the girls walking in now as the exes of both Toms. That's crazy. They're Isn't there in their bar. And- yeah. It's crazy, but I think it's also they evolved. Um, I think it's also yeah, it's also evolution, but I think it's also yeah. um it speaks volume to their hustler card that they even would go because in real life they would never go, but they have a show. Oh my God, to in so real life you would never, right? Exactly. So I'm like, thank you, girls, for clocking in. Like, I can't yes. imagine. Could you imagine housewives would be like, no, I'm not going there. I'm never going there. I'm yes, never I'm, going. Like, I'm that's- never right. That's why I mean, in real life, people shit. would not do that. So good. Like, thank you mm. for entertaining us. Um, so Ariana lets the group know that she's a little nervous. And when Schwartz walks over, she completely ices him out. I mean, she treated him like he was cellophane. Like, not there. Like, and... Ariana's good at that like Ariana's good at that and I respect that because I do that sometimes to people oh yeah we're so good uh listen the only thing I hope you're talking to me you don't exist it's incidentally just last night I told my cousin like the only thing I hold longer than dick is a grudge and I will not let it go (laughs) do not go there with Mario because once it's there you are not going to get me out of there same with Leslie I am I'm good at forgiving, but I will always remember. Sorry. I need to work on forgiving more because I, I'll it's talk to hard. my therapist. It's hard. Yes. Well, yeah, like, I, I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> I know. I should do the same, but okay. Anyway. So Schwartz calls Ariana the patron saint of scorned women, but he keeps trying for a hello mm-hmm. from her. And I like that description. <laughs> yeah. She should put that on a sweater. I know. My God. Uh, So the flashbacks of all the memories of happier times with Ariana and Sandoval pull at the heartstrings, but then we are immediately reminded that she is way better off now. The ladies Mm. toast to a summer of bad bitches as James spins and Lala steals LVP away for a chat. Lala realizes she can relate to Rachel's feeling of isolation and control by a man, and LVP can't believe that Rachel had the balls to go against Sandoval and speak the truth. And Lala sees a lot of parallels between her life and Scandival. So I'm going to say something completely um, catty at this point. I really feel that LVP had some kind of work done on her face, which she should. I'm not (laughs) saying whatever. However, I do think maybe she should have done it a little bit before she did. And they were going to film right away because her face is so frozen in that scene when she's talking to James and when she's talking to Lala, like nothing moves. There's no expression. And she's trying to like react and nothing's happening. And she's like, it hadn't settled yet. There's something because then in the confessionals, she looks normal and it looks good. So yeah. And I say that wanting a neck lift myself. So 
I understand. Leslie, Dr. Dubrow told you you did not need a neck lift. I know. And then somebody last night told me that all I have to do is get like, I have you guys like, I have a thin face, but I have this little ugh, underneath my chin. And somebody's like, all you have to do is get lipo there. Oh, oh good. I, okay, so maybe well, I should do, do that. Should I do let's it? Let's all go get lipo. Let's get a lipo party. <laughs> I really actually want to talk to Teddy about her neck lift. Because <laughs> she got it. I watched the whole thing. I'm like, it's not that bad. I think I could handle it. And she had the same problem that I did. It was like a lower neck lift. It's fine. And my neck is fine. It's my chin. Oh, good God. How did we get to Leslie's neck? I don't know. Because LVP's face was triggering. (laughs) Yes, because it was triggering to me. What do you feel? Oh, my God. Speaking of triggering, what do you feel about Lala's position on this show? Do you think it's genuine? Do you think she's doing it as a producer? Do you think she genuinely cares about Rachel or? Yes and no. (laughs) What? Yeah, because I was when I seen her have this reflection and Mm -hmm. like, I know what it's like. I'm like, girl, I want to believe that's a producer or LVP pulled you off camera. Yeah. Like, girl, I will Venmo you an extra 5,000 if you just uh, try to get Rachel back in the group. Right. <laughs> I mean, I you have to, like, I feel like she called to try and get her back on. Like Somebody she had to. Yeah, somebody had to do it. And I don't and this- think she was necessarily lying, like, when she was saying what she was saying to Rachel. I yeah, think no, she like, does understand her to a point. But this is the, you know, to refer to what I said earlier about we know now because of real-time spoilers, Lala was on Watch What Happens Live and she's like, oh, when I heard Rachel on Bethany's podcast, mm-hmm. I immediately regretted reaching out to her. So right. I'm like, so there would have been no resolution anyway. So what Mm-mm. are we doing here? Like, why are we talking? Like, right. But I do think that somebody had to, at least be the bridge to Rachel and just you know yeah. what I mean and but because at this point we all know that everybody hates Rachel or all the girls don't fuck with Rachel and yeah. so that's why I did appreciate Lala at least trying to be that for the viewers to get some sort of resolution right and to she get put her, her producer hat the- on there yeah so she's smart for doing that but then also I don't think that anything else would have come out from it based on how Lala sees Rachel anyway yeah no for sure Lala by the way also a Virgo Oh, yes. Well, there you go. Which makes a little sense to me now. Anyway, so Katie chats with Sheena and wonders if she can trust her in the future because last summer Sheena was ready to write off her friendship with Katie. But now they can bond over common enemies. <laughs> so they decide to have a girls' night. And as the group vibes inside the bar, Lala decides now would be the perfect time, as we were just talking about, to reach out to Rachel. And she heads to a new setting, the Tom Tom back alley. I need to go in the back alley. I see people taking pictures in the back alley all the time. Next time I'm going. So she sends Rachel a text just to let her know that she wants to have a conversation with her. And Rachel read the text, but no reply. Later, Schwartz and Katie only communicate when it has to do with their dogs, but they do sit down to chat about the night before at TomTom. Schwartz is not too stupid to realize that Ariana is ignoring him, and Katie suggests that he reach out to try and repair their friendship. Meanwhile, it's girls' night, and Katie shares that she saw Schwartz and his pet bugs. What? Why? So gross. I want to Why? Yeah. Disgusting. Ariana remains cold towards Schwartz missing her, and Lala points out that Sandoval inflicted mental abuse on Schwartz for years. Lala claims she can't tell if Ariana likes her or tolerates her at times, and she gets emotional discussing 
how she is sensitive despite her hard outer shell, just like a Virgo. Lala mm. feels as though Ariana is too hard to crack, but Ariana makes it clear that she wants to make their friendship solid. The minute Ariana says this, Lala comes clean about her text to Rachel, and Ariana finds this fascinating, considering that for a year and a half, Lala wouldn't allow anyone to communicate with Randall, and yet here's Lala texting the enemy. Katie makes it clear. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't think that's comparable. Yeah. I don't think that it's mm -hmm. um, the same situation at all. I think that... It's not. Because Lala is going through custody issues with an ex-husband. Or wait, they weren't married, right? An ex-whatever. Right, baby daddy. And so Lala was actually going through, like, legal custody stuff with mm -hmm. the kid involved. And Ariana and Sandoval were cast members on the show for 10 years. Right. Uh, Randall wasn't on the show for, like, so no. to me, it's a completely different scenario. Completely different. Yeah. And not to say that I'm okay with Lala or even reaching out. And I understand Ariana's mm -hmm. position. Yeah. And, but ultimately, I don't think it's a fair equation. No, um, I did laugh not. when in her confessional, Ariana said, um, the devil doesn't need more advocates. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm stealing that. Was that was good. I need to use that. I have to write that down and use that. I know. When somebody, when Ariana, like, oh, playing devil's advocate. It's like the devil's good. The devil don't need more advocates. Devil's fine, right? The devil's fine. He's that. <laughs> you know, he's fully staffed. Um, I think we're good. Exactly. So Sheena then reminds Lala that Rachel also brought her into the hot seat by putting a temporary restraining order on her because, of course, it's all about Sheena all the time. Oh, uh, Ariana worries that Rachel will see Lala having this conversation with her as a foot-in-the-door conversation. And let it be clear that no one wants Rachel's foot in their door ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. While the girls toast to a good night, a worm with a mustache arrives back home at his shared house and the premiere concludes. Um, I honestly didn't even notice that Tom Sandoval was not in the episode until the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is terrible, but I, was I know like, oh. I didn't either. I didn't either. So I'm a little worried for this season. Um, because yes, there was a lightning in a bottle season last season with the scandal and, but even last season, season 10, it was mm -hmm. only okay throughout right. the entire season. It wasn't like the best because no. Rachel was the one doing all the work last season anyway, let's be clear. And it wasn't until the scandal happened after they stopped that this whole mainstream uh, admiration came to the show. So mm -hmm. That's why I'm nervous about this season. It's like, well, where do we go from here? Like, what exactly are we doing? And so I don't know. We'll see. If yeah. it's not good, we'll won't recap it. And that's how you know. But um right. we'll see, I guess. Like we'll I see. What, we'll see that. until another housewives comes and we have to, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought about it when I was watching it and I had Darren watch it with me. And I was like, it was just okay. I don't know. I know. It's a little, I mean, I don't know what I expected i don't know exactly i'm bummed me neither for, as, as as a viewer it's um upsetting to me that rachel chose to prioritize her mental <laughs> i know i know damn it bitch get back on the show go clock entertainment in. go okay. clock in and do yes. your job um no but obviously from as a human good for her but right, um right. it really screwed up the show when she it, said it i'm not coming back i know so i know because we need somebody to hate and we need somebody that we don't besides like. Sandoval. Be yeah. Besides Sandoval. Right. And so at this point, 
with no Sandoval, I think that's why it was a little tepid because right we're all agreeing with the people on the show and there's no counterpoints and there's right. no anything and it feels a little like okay yeah we all agree this mm-hmm. person's terrible but what else so maybe that's why the interview or the episode felt a little blah because there was no Sandoval to sit there and try to make this feel bad mm-hmm. for him right so, yeah. and the episode was a little strange and the fact that like when they were at Tom Tom, and I know they have to like shut it off, like people are wanting to see. And I think this was obviously three months after Scandaval when they started filming. There's literally like a bunch of fans like standing there watching them, which I, I thought was weird. <laughs> I did not like that. It was like a I weird, was, yeah. When I saw the group of fans, I'm like, where's Mario and Leslie in there? I know. You know, I damn know. well. We would have been like, hey, hey, look, hey, guys. It's Mario and Leslie. All right, uh, so let's segue into another Los Angeles show with Beverly Hills. Mario. Oh, uh, Beverly Hills. What are we doing in Beverly Hills? Because this episode, speaking of tepid, I'm glad we have Miami right now because now that Salt Lake City's gone and Vanderpump Rules being a bit of a snooze, not even a snooze, that's mean. Um, like, what the hell is going on in Beverly Hills? Like, because... I'm just going to say that now because right now they're on vacation. This is the big cast trip that they do every Mm -hmm. season. Salt Lake City was able to get four episodes finale included (laughs) from their from their cast trip. And Uh here we have Beverly Hills grasping at straws, trying Uh to find something to talk about. But anyway, the episode starts with Crystal experiencing a medical emergency. They're still in Barcelona. And her only choice is to rely on Dr. Anne Marie, who's not a doctor or nurse anesthetist. (laughs) By the way, I'm so over her on on social media oh my god enough already and is her name Anne marie or anna marie because i heard the two t's discussing this the other day because sometimes somebody will say anna marie and somebody will say Anne marie it's spelled as Anne marie i think her name is pronounced flop but i'm not entirely sure um (laughs) (laughs) but listen shade and snark shade and snark aside yes Anne marie at least came in and shook the table she's trying to do something she's trying to do something because these other girls aren't doing shit and so i'm like this poor woman is being viewed as a villain because Mm -hmm. she's asking she's trying to do her job and so but anyway um crystal looks to Anne marie and until the ambulance arrives and crystal fears that she is experiencing stroke systems um Anne marie says that the irony is not lost on her but you know crystal's blood pressure when i saw that number that shit was oh my god that was hella high i was i've never had high blood pressure so i can't imagine seeing that that's crazy on some people in person Uh and i i mean but when i saw it it was like what the hell like that's that was scary like it was a scary situation so i'm glad crystal did not have a stroke because we right thank god her veins were popping out like that's that's scary exactly so um crystal gets whisked away in an ambulance and so they all leave without her um none of them could go to the with her to the hospital and so they go to the chapel erica said she already went inside the chapel which uh reminds the audience that she wasn't actually checking on crystal during her episode Mm -hmm. um so erica used to have a chapel she reminds us and i made it clear to specify yes erica you used to have a chapel you don't anymore thank you no because you need a chapel in your home (laughs) you need an exorcism (laughs) just pray Um, to the buddha that works 
the rest of the group go into the chapel. Dorit says Jewish people don't pray in churches. And so they all set their intentions. Um, Erica says her intentions are to pick up, rebuild, and be prosperous. Uh, let's make note that they are all about her. Um, she's still <laughs> upset because they did not apologize to her after her earring oh news. Oh my I God, dude. Still unclear what she really feels she needs an apology for. I, I don't know either. But I digress. Uh, while the ladies file out, Sutton and Kyle hang back and they talk about suicide. Uh, Sutton talks about her father while Kyle talks about Lorene. At that moment, Sutton tells Kyle, I'm sorry, I haven't been a better friend. And it was a sweet moment to see this between Kyle and Sutton because mm -hmm. I think that they are trying to rebuild and uh, the apology was accepted. Crystal FaceTimes them from the hospital to let them know that she's on an anti-nausea medication. They go explore. I'm going fast because it was such a... It was such a nothing episode. Go ahead. It was such a nothing episode. Until Erica and, got drunk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So then Anne-Marie says that, you know, she talks out of both sides of her mouth again because she wants Crystal to be okay, but she also made it clear that Crystal was making fun of her. So it's like, you can't mm -hmm. do both, you know? Mm-mm. Um, Garcelle and Dorit have another conversation over Taco Tuesday. Dorit reminds Garcelle that she called her a Karen. Garcelle points out that although she doesn't believe anyone is racist, <laughs> you could almost hear everybody just relieved. Like, <laughs> uh, Dorit has lived a very sheltered life. I thought it was a sweet moment that they bonded over this. And so, now listen, is it important to have these conversations? Yes. Do I want yes. it on Housewives? Not all the time. Not really. What are we doing? What are we doing? We already like there's really yeah. nothing else to talk about. Like we've been talking about this for 17 episodes and it's just a refresher. But Garcelle, like I feel like in this episode, when Dorit did discuss with her, like people, you know, like treating her badly because she was Jewish and being anti-Semitic, it's almost like a light went off in Garcelle's head. And she was like, Oh, I didn't know that about like it was I think weird. Because yeah. I think you know, to your point, I think Garcelle had more time to process uh, the conversation because when they first right. met about it, I think Garcelle was still upset over the initial Taco Tuesday fight. Yes. Um, but now I guess it's it was refreshing to hear real conversations between the women because mm -hmm. it is you are able to have deeper connections. And, right. And, right. But at the end of the day, it's like it's still a regurg not whatever at the end yes. of the meal. Uh, Sutton reminds the ladies that her friend Trevor we're going to be joining them Trevor was a part of Merce's dance company uh, before they head back home Dorit and Kyle go to a timed shopping spree courtesy of Sutton Sutton like the Virgo souvenir store. <laughs> Sutton the Virgo setting a timer was some shit I would do because I'm like no we got to keep y'all on schedule yes. let's put a timer on so I yes. thought that was funny Dorit manages to purchase seven antique painted fans I don't know why she needs seven why um, i don't know and then kyle bought all these rings i just think they needed money to spend on camera they're like we got to look like we're rich kyle just loves to shop and buy things which i resemble that remark but you know i don't know it, yeah. likes to buy it's okay sorry right. um the ladies return to the house and crystal's sitting there she leans on Anne marie's shoulder as she becomes emotional, thinking about what could have happened to her, Crystal says out loud that she appreciates Anne-Marie being there for her, and she will join Kyle on her sober train because she doesn't want to trigger her body. Uh, and then it turns out somebody who's not being sober is Erica, who's been marinating in <laughs> an alcohol all day. Um, she lets her glam team know that Sutton has invited Uritide. Is it Uritide or Uritide, friends? I 
Thank all you, right, Bravo, then. for telling all me right. what the hell that you're a t- right. you know, I don't know. English is my second language, so y'all gotta stop using these advanced. Uh, it's my uh, first, but blonde. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Should we look it up? I'm gonna look it up. You go on. And I'll I look mean, it up. but then we get the dinner, and this dinner. Why are we learning about Sutton's friends? Like, why do we care about Sutton's friends? Why are we sitting here talking about all these friends that we've never seen? Like, who cares? Like, I... I know. I didn't care either. At all. We don't care. I mean, and then Erica was funny drunk, but people were like, this is how low the bar is on Uh Beverly Hills right now. Right. Because even though Erica was... just happy for that. Yeah. Even though Erica was funny, I like, I'm not dismissing that. The fact that, that was a highlight of the episode, it's like, really? Like, that's what I we're know. celebrating now? Like, this is what this is where we're right. at. We're, we're at the fact that Erica right. was drunk and nothing else happened. And, and nothing she really said was that scandalous. It was just funny. It was And funny. gave us some entertainment. And it's erudite. 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 Well, I, erudite, can't take this anymore. So um yeah they the dinner was going on and they talked about Sutton's friends and yada 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 yeah Um, yeah. after the dinner Trevor lets Sutton know that she has grown into her own and she's now more comfortable in her skin and Sutton could not agree more um the next day the next morning Sutton um delivers flowers of Spain or Sutton gets flowers for the release of Mercy's ashes but then Sutton gets really emotional about his ashes and she equates it to her father and her God. husband. And it was just a lot of, it was a lot period. You know, it was a lot. Uh, Sutton feels very alone. And she says that it's time to be brave. Like the girl she was in Brooklyn. Other than that, this episode, which is sad to say, because they're on the cast trip, but it felt very filler. It was very like, okay, yeah. nothing is happening this season. And nope. I saw who tweeted I miss Lisa Rinna, but somebody tweeted I miss Lisa Rinna. Camera. Oh, camera. camera. Yeah. Uh-huh. Leave it to camera. Um, I don't think Lisa Rinna. I don't know, because last season, I'm trying to think would have I don't know. We need somebody. If it's not Rinna, yeah. we need somebody to be messy. Like, come on. Like this is something. What is please? What a boo please, punch of an God. episode? I'm like, oh my God. Like something. And the fact that this is the lead-in for Miami, who is delivering. Oh, we Beyond. need something better yeah. for Miami. Like, we yeah. have Miami. I like, know. So that was Beverly Hills. Um, I'm sorry yeah. that it was not inter- interesting enough, but hopefully yeah. they pick up. All right. Well, let's just uh, get right into Miami. Yeah. Uh, Nicole has finally arrived in Mexico City after working a 24-hour shift. She got in at 2 a.m. and needs to get ready for the trip to the cathedral. Julia is not confident she will get any healing from the church since she did not feel supported when she tragically lost her young son. And she had told that story previously about the nanny and the shaken baby syndrome. I mean, that's... I actually, like, no shade. I forgot that happened because it was a few seasons ago and Julia doesn't talk about it. But man, that story is so sad. It's so sad. Can you imagine like hiring somebody oh. that you think you trust? And I, I can't, I can't. Horrible. So Horrible. anyway, Adriana is not joining the ladies since she is resting for her big performance. And Kiki thinks Adriana is going to need a lot of prayers to make it through her performance. Uh, yeah. With the, the rehearsal that we saw last we week. We will light a candle for Adriana. Yes, yes we is- will. 
I'm getting flashbacks to Kim Zolciak when she did her performance. <laughs> My God. And let me just say, like, Dorit saying as a Jewish person, you don't pray in a church. Yeah, I don't. But at this point in my life, I'll pray in any way. As long as it's something like, I don't care. I'll pray to the Buddha. I'll pray in a temple. I'll pray in a, why not? I feel like you need whatever you can get at this point. So anyway, while kneeling in church, uh, oh, skip something never mind uh marisol and julia are the only ones who are appropriately dressed for the cathedral and then lisa mentions that she is struggling with the terms of the custody agreement and sobs when she does not have her kids 50 percent of the time while kneeling in church larsa is seen comforting gertie who is crying and admits to being afraid which is obviously obvious uh alexia hopes that gertie can get comfort like she did when Frankie had his traumatic injury. This moment in the church when the ladies are supporting each other shows the connections in this cast. And it does. It was so, and not to get too serious here, but we have to acknowledge it's like, because as I grew up praying to the Virgin Mary, the one that they pray to. And so it was really beautiful. Like as much as we shade on these women, like it was so beautiful. I've always wanted to go to that church. They have faith. Yeah. I mean, it was so beautiful, and I think Alexia showing her spiritual, faithful side was a new mm-hmm. side to her that you don't really get to see from her. Agreed. Agreed. And there's a and in the Mexican culture, especially, there's a lot of people that still have such strong belief and faith into mm-hmm. the love to the Virgin, and so right. it was just really beautiful to see Alexa or Alexia telling Gertie like she's going to listen to you, she's going to hear you, and then when we know now that. Gertie is cancer free. Like Alexia is probably going to feel validated in her beliefs even right. more. And and to me, that's the power of prayer. And so, well, that's I, what I was saying in that vein of what Dorit said. It doesn't matter what religion, whatever. Yeah, you just pray. Yeah, it was, but it was so beautiful. I cried a little bit because it was just like, yeah, I was so touched. I was so touched by the production and the, but the just the moment and then the way it was edited and this like, oh, it was beautifully executed, which is um comical when you juxtapose it with how the episode ends i know (laughs) so the ladies discuss their experiences in the cathedral and as we said gertie was pleasantly surprised with how larsa was there to support her julia talks about her connection to her animals since they comforted comforted her when her baby died um i think she said her dog was there for her and that's where she made that connection um that makes a lot of sense yeah well it does i I have to tell you and she's sitting somewhere in here my big galoot of a dog chloe um golden doodle (laughs) she would have made an amazing emotional support dog if i had trained her like that because this dog has more empathy for humans than i've ever seen if somebody is upset she is then upset she gets anxiety when we have anxiety. Like she's, I feel like you could just unzip her fur and there's a tiny person in there somewhere. Oh my God. Like, I love that. But I'm I telling think, you. But it made sense to see, to have that connection from Julia. It's like, oh, this is why you love Why animals. you have a goat with a diaper. Yeah. Exactly. This is why your house <laughs> is a farm because your exactly. animals have always been your like comforting. So, right. But it, yeah. And let me just take out this time to point out that um, the puppy bowl during the Super Bowl has a great Dame puppy in it, which you guys know I had my ducky 
who passed away at 13. So there's a great Dane and it's a puppy and it's 72 pounds. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I I adopted her, so I didn't have her as a puppy, but I, my Lord. Anyway, team fluff. Okay. Team fluff, you guys. We got this. So yes. So Lisa spoke with her lawyer and shares that she and Lenny are close to a settlement and she is stressed out that Lenny is going to pull the rug out from under her, which I fully, I mean, you can see why he's done it a million times. Lenny then calls her and production can't record the conversation. And he wants to add one thing to their settlement. No man can permanently reside with her and the kids. But Lenny, however, can allow anyone to live with him since he pays the bills. He is such a mom. Like, oh, like how can you? Hands. What a jerk. Like, what a, there's like no words to describe how petty and how ugly this is. Ridiculous. And Jody seems like a great guy. So like, why wouldn't he want a positive person around his kids? Like, that doesn't make sense. He's just mad because Jody is hotter than him. Let's just call it what it is. Miami is, Miami is is the town of looks and Miami is, you know, the pressure. I mean, you know, and so tell me about it. Exactly. I'm like, I'm preaching to the choir here, but, um, so when you see Jody, who's like a stallion and gorgeous, and yeah. then you see and Mr. younger Pota- Mr. Yeah. Potato Head over there being Ugh. furious, it's like I mean, yeah, come on. Lenny looks like a thumb. <laughs> That's what I always compare. It's like a bald thumb. Anyway, uh, the ladies then are taking party boats, gondolas named Miami Mommies, out on the water. I have seen those. I remember on Mexican Dynasties when I, I love that show. Uh, that um, show. They're so cool. Those boats. Yeah. It looks like fun. Uh, Julia and Kiki keep sharing their lip gloss by kissing. Lisa looks like she is not feeling well. Um, and Larsa explains that she was feeling ill from all the anxiety she is suffering from. And Lisa starts talking about divorce and child custody, and she cannot stop sobbing. She also cannot stop talking about this and then reveals to us, um, which I'll get to in a second. So she feels like a total failure since she could not fix the situation that she was in. And Kiki reminds her that Lenny failed her and not the other way around. And it's true. I mean, I I wasn't in their marriage, but no matter what happened in the marriage, what he did was shady and wrong. You don't do that. Just get divorced and then go be with somebody else or I just, I can't deal with that. And then to me, it does, it, it it gives you an idea of like Lisa's loyalty to the idea that she had to carry the marriage because she must have known that Lenny was doing what she he knew. was doing. She was remember, in the marriage. She knew. Remember when season four came on, you could just tell how checked out he was. And she was either in yeah. denial or she was just. Mm-hmm. And he had an emotional relationship with somebody and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they, listen, that happens. Sometimes things happen, you work it out and it's okay. Okay. But yeah, I don't think she tried to <laughs> fix things. I'm laughing because I read ahead what Lars's advice to Lisa. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. Oops. I know. So, okay. So Lisa shares that when she cries, Jody does not want to comfort her since she was crying over Lenny. Uh, yeah. You think? You think? You think? And Larsa then bizarrely tells Lisa to open her legs and that will make her feel better. And I got to tell you, that's not bad advice. Okay. It's not bad advice. 
<laughs> I don't think opening my legs has ever, I mean, listen, if we want to make the obvious sexual innuendos here, opening yes. my legs has brought me relief in the past, but when I'm crying, I don't think I've ever like mm, said, no, oh, I my legs sex. Yes, please, please come fuck me while I'm crying. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. This is a lot for what time is it? We're we're here on a Saturday at 12.40 p.m. And I'm talking about fucking. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Lisa anyway, Lisa tells Gertie she is so lucky to have such a strong marriage. Um, and Larson notices the poor man is having to push the boat down the river with what appears to be a stick. Lisa then decides she wants to try and row, row the gondola. At this point, Emilio Estefan calls Adriana to see how her performance is coming along. And they all toast to Adriana in the 305. I live here, so I can say it sarcastically. Say, like, uh, 305. And Mr. 305. Hopes, yes. <laughs> right, exactly. And hopes that she will do them all justice. Larsa then tells Lisa at the worst possible time that if she loses Jody, she will be sorry and no one else will put up with her. Just like a good friend does. Larsa then calls Lisa needy and Lisa acts like a child and Lisa calls Larsa mean and you can see her getting all fired up. At Larsa, this point, yeah. Larsa, Larsa tells what, her like it is. Yeah, I mean, Larsa said what the audience was thinking in that moment, but it is yeah. the worst possible time. Like that was a conversation you have when your friend's not mad anymore. Yes, or on camera. <laughs> or um, she camera. has very bad timing. Um, oh my God. So at this point, speaking of bad timing, Alexia thinks that a game of truth or dare would be a good idea. And she dares Lisa to jump in the water. Lisa wants no part of that water since she believes she will end up with STDs from the water. I mean, I'd be more worried about like Montezuma's revenge from the water or than like something. the, or some like something else. Dr. Nicole wonders why Lisa is not aware of the sexually transmitted part of the STD, but she thinks that she might believe it is swimming with transmitted diseases. In her confessional, production asked Julia what Martina would say, and she asked if she was having fun. Because um, Martina is over there yeah. kissing everybody, trying to act like she's giving them lip gloss, which, by yeah. the way, as a fellow homosexual, that's a great way to kiss people. So the next time I'm out with my gays, I'm going to be like, who wants some lip gloss? Oh, and I'm going to just pucker up some um, <laughs> pucker up, baby. But Martina... I mean, I'm sorry, Julia has Julia, been growing on yeah. me so much and she is, I'm glad that she's leaning into her housewife role because when she first, yes. you know, her first season, it was a little like, but, um, I'm really yeah, cause they get it. a little like weird and self-conscious, I think. And so I do like that she is leaning into it more for sure. Uh, so the ladies spot some huts on the shoreline and wonder about their happiness and their humble homes. Kiki is getting pissed and thinks that these privileged women, especially Lisa, should keep their opinions to themselves since her own grandma lived like this in Haiti. Lisa then spots some dogs and decides they are malnourished and neglected, and she starts throwing food on the bank. Kiki tries to get Lisa to stop along with a gondola driver who lets Alexia know that this is not an acceptable thing to do and is insulting to the dog's owner. I, I don't want anybody throwing my dog's food. They eat. They eat it a lot. So mortifying. And I, know. I just pictured myself, you know, I was just in Mexico and it's to me, you know, we, we're dog lovers on this show. So to uh, me, yes. I just, I just said, okay. 
imagine mm-hmm. if I see like some kids and I'm like, oh, you're not eating well. Let me get you some right. food. And just Here. assumed. Throw food at them. Yeah. Like that is just so ignorant and so stupid. And I'm so glad that Kiki had the the nerve to be like, oh, to well, say not the nerve, but she was brave enough to be like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, that, that's so no, rude. I know. I know. And I think Lisa is just very tone deaf. Um, so Ki- Kiki cannot believe Lisa would do this. And she lets her nanny feed her own dog. Imagine how Lisa would lose her shit if yachts were trolling by her Star Island property and throwing sandwiches <laughs> and chicken nuggets on her grass to feed her dogs and kids. I mean, seriously. Exactly. Kiki tries to get Lisa to understand how ignorant she is by acting. Um, she is acting by assuming that they are not being cared for. And Lisa thinks that they are not capable of feeding them anything better than the chicken she is tossing at them. Lisa mm-hmm. then starts shouting at Kiki, shut the fuck up while standing. I mean, please don't stand on this boat. Please stop I, standing. Exactly. And no. Sit your ass down and eat choke on that chicken you think those dogs deserve uh, and shut I the fuck can't. up. I can't. And then Kiki explains that when you stand over someone and shout in their face, you are looking for a beatdown. You don't stand up and start doing that and pointing unless you want it to get physical. Exactly. I mean, I've been in some fights with people, but I've, I never like, I was already standing. <laughs> I was yelling at them. So it wasn't like a, all right, I'm going to stand up. Um, so Larsa cannot defend Lisa for doing this since she would be ignited like Kiki as well. Kiki then throws what looks like a juice box to try and silence Lisa. And Lisa accuses Kiki of assaulting her. And Alexia wishes she had a gallon of holy water for the group. Everyone could recognize that this is not about feeding dogs, but more about Lisa losing her mind over her divorce. And Larsa lets Lisa know that she has gone too far. Lisa then wants to get off of the gondola and get away from them all. The storm cloud starts swirling and the wind picks up and then they are near a shrine of baby dolls. What looks like a dead body hanging from a tree. Oh my God. That was so creepy. I don't know. Listen, my culture, the Mexican culture, we do some stuff like this. So (laughs) I can speak to it, but it creeped me the hell out to see all those dolls. Like, Well, yes, and Julia gets triggered because she lost a baby. So fully understandable. And that's why when you saw when you saw this fight on the trailer, I was like, what the hell is making Julia cry? Like, what is she sobbing at? Because they only showed her sobbing. Right. Completely understandable. But those dolls scared the hell out of me. They look crazy, too. They all look dead or crazy or it was not good. uh -uh. Get those dolls away for me. That's basically where the episode ends. Yeah, they all. I love I love that the episode. uh, Well, they all decide to join hands and try to return to pray mm-hmm. and get back to serenity and i'm, I'm like, not gonna lie it reminded me of the jungle cruise at disney world <laughs> well, no that's how it looks actually it looked like the jungle cruise at disney yeah. world um but i've always wanted to go to mexico city and so me too i don't maybe, know why maybe we'll be brave and go together and just um i'll be your translator but okay. i think that <laughs> I I'm always scared to go to Mexico City. Like I I just don't want to be. Like, I've never been wrong. to Mexico, period. And oh, I want girl. to go, but I'm worried about the water. I'm worried about um certain parts of Mexico City where the crime is what it yeah. is, and so. But you know, yeah. it's just I don't know. My mom always says, "Honey, when it's your time, it's going to be your time to go." So I'm like, "Well, no. it's true." And I'm as not. a Jew, we believe that it's written down somewhere. Like that's how it is. The Book of Life. Like when it's your time, that's it. And nothing can stop I just, it. 
I need it to be like a library where you just go check out. Like, okay, I'm good. Let me go check out like a library book and like you're due. I don't know. But that's why I, I'm very, um, I'm always like, like, no, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. My mom's like, Mario, what the hell are they going to steal from you? Like you ain't got shit. So. (laughs) And even so, even if you do, I'm not that kind of a person that's going to be like, oh my God, no, you can't have my stuff. Let me fight for it. I don't care. Take all the stuff. Take it all. And that's me too. I would give it all. Like I would offer to sleep with them because I'm a whore. And so I'd be like, (laughs) well, Leslie, we'll have to go together. So I could be like, please. You'd have like Stockholm syndrome with your kid. Do what you must with me, but leave (laughs) Leslie alone. Please have your way with me. Here's my jewels. (laughs) Here's my jewels coming. Get them. My God. I'm so repulsing anyway. I'm sure robbers look at me and be like, I'm good. I'm I'm at capacity. I think I'm at my quota. Oh my God. Um, I know. Well, that was another recap of this week's east and west with mario and Les. oh real yes, quick it was fast forward listeners if you're not caught up on traders season two mm-hmm. just i just mm-hmm. we have to touch on traders yes so if you're not watching or you're going to watch we're going to talk about it for like two seconds but here we go five four three two one the way phaedra got dan together mm. at that at the end of that episode oh well I mean, I tweeted immediately, never underestimate the power of a real housewife. I just, and then the fact that Phaedra is getting so much love on Twitter Mm -hmm. is still confusing to me because it's like (laughs) the Bravo audience is very, this is a reminder of how forgiving the Bravo audience is because she, you know, she did what she did so many years ago. Yeah. She did what she did. She was the OG trader to Candy, but Mm -hmm. she- she's playing the game really well but now mm-hmm. i think she has a target on her back um because for I sure think Dan outed her on purpose and so that was so cowardly oh but, my god uh, i was yelling at my tv when he was doing that like oh what are you doing but i think what's brilliant about the trader show is that it's introducing these other reality tv icons that we've never heard of for people that other. right exactly yeah. some i know some i don't I had no idea who Dan was. I had no idea who Janelle was, uh, po- poverty, none of them. I didn't know because I've never seen those other shows. And then on the so, other yeah. side, on the other side, my friends didn't know who Tamara was. They didn't know who Phaedra exactly. was. And so I'm like, oh my God. So this is why it's brilliant to bring all these like iconic reality stars right. together. Right. So I've watched Big Brother. So I've seen Janelle and I know Janelle. I I, I, I don't know Dan. Yeah, And if I, he was on the season with her, I guess I just didn't pay attention to him because I don't know. I don't watch yeah, Survivor anymore, so I didn't know Sandra or Parvati. Parvati? Yeah, I did. Parvati? I like I like to call her Poverty because that's how Pager pronounced <laughs> right. it that one time. Nobody um, likes you, Poverty. And um, I used to watch The Challenge back in the day, so I know oh, I don't yeah. watch it anymore, so I know I, I love CT. So I know I all CT. of them that were on that. I know Johnny C- Bananas, like I... Uh, yeah, Trishel, because I, I used to watch Real World. I know that to me, it's like people mm-hmm. are talking about Trishel that she was on the challenge, and it's like, no, she's the OG no, she's Vegas, the, Real Vegas, World, like, Real World, right? Like with that cute now. guy who was the cute oh. in that show. Oh, I uh, loved him, and he's still because they went back to the, they did back like to a, Vegas, the yes. reunion. 
Oh my god, he's very cute. Danny, no, but no, it wasn't Danny. was like the OG mess on reality mm-hmm. TV, and then she oh, was yeah. so young and so so um, young. Yep. Yeah, but it's crazy. But anyway, Traders is really good on Peacock, and it's uh, yeah, you I guys should we watch have, for sure. I hate that we have to wait a week in between, but whatever. Life is and so don't unfair. go back to season one if you haven't watched. Just started season two. Yeah, you don't have to watch. I mean, there. I mean, you it can right. Season one was also entertaining, but season two is all reality stars. Season one was like a mixture of both. So right, exactly. Um, choose your poison. But anyway, well, season two had... was all reality stars except the guy from Parliament, John. Yeah, <laughs> where Him... did he like pop oh, up and... from? They had to have like a token English person or something. I oh, and don't forget the boxer that was there too, because the, oh, the one yes. that left. I liked him. Why did Dan I liked him leave? He just couldn't handle feel... it. I would have made him feel so much better instead. <laughs> he was sweet. Like I had a soft spot for him because he was like, I, I think he couldn't handle it. Yeah, it seems like a lot, but it does. Anyway, well, that's yeah, all I I had another, to get it off my chest. Yeah, it's another exciting episode of East and West, guys. And Leslie, I say this every week. I love talking to you. I love talking to you, Maya. Holla, holla. All right. Shout out Heather Thompson. we'll be back (laughs) next week guys thank you for listening we shall bye